0: morning. How you doing? Everything is fine here. Everything is good. Um, just thinking about something last night about little uh, task, little challenges that we put, we put before us in life and, and how sometimes we kind of set ourselves up for failure and other times it's uh, it works out. These things work out, right? And you can interject any anything that you are trying to succeed at uh, just put it in there. I, I'm sitting here with a piece of paper in front of me and my pen in my hand. And at the top of the paper, I have how to succeed at something. And then what I do is, I don't want to call it a stream of consciousness type thing, but i start writing words, writing words. And uh, here's what I started writing, how to succeed at something. And whatever that something can be, you 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 have that in your own head. But for me, you know, it could be whatever I'm thinking of. But I'm just thinking something in general, anything, just success and picking one subject and being really good at it. So here's the words that I have come up so far that I I write down after I think of that. And I like doing this because in this way, I see it in paper, right? It was in my head. Now it's on a piece of paper and I can look at it. I'm like, yeah, okay, I like that. Uh, Let me fix this microphone for a second. How to succeed at something. And then underneath that, I have uh, love passion, drive, commitment, driven, obsessed, desire, fire, hungry for knowledge, willing to take criticism and advice, and then of course practice. And I will add to that. But let's just pick something. Um, I won't pick the podcast because every time I do a show, I'm working at that. Um, and how do you get better and bigger with that? Well, there's only so much you can do i believe you know because there is that uh, divide and i'm going to call it a socioeconomic divide even in a podcast or even in a band when uh, you're going up against corporations and uh, very big business and lots of money and teams of writers and um kind of really narrows your chances of being found and such but that doesn't mean you don't you know you don't continue to go what i've seen in life is when somebody's really good at something uh a lot of times they get found. Case in point: um, just walking around uh, Dublin, Ireland, or London, or Iceland, or whatever. You ha- you have bu- uh, buskers, excuse me, and a busker is a person that shows up and they're basically uh, performing their music, maybe singing, maybe playing the guitar, and they have a bucket in front of them. And uh, sometimes they're average. Sometimes they're really, really good. Uh, case in point, there's a girl, Ally Sherlock, uh, in Dublin. You you walk the streets of Dublin, and you'll find her performing in this one area. And she's famous. I mean, she, I believe she's been on The Ellen Show. Got a ton of uh, listeners. And she's still plugging away. Uh, and hopefully someday she'll make it, you know, bigger than what she already is. Uh, Another guy who used to do some busking is uh, Ed Sheeran. So you can imagine just walking down these little uh, walkways where there's a ton of shops and stuff, like almost like an outdoor mall type thing, and seeing a guy like Ed Sheeran standing there, and like, man, that guy's got a really good voice, and and his guitar playing is really good. You know it sometimes, right? You can just say, like, that person is good. You're going to stand there, and you're going to listen. And a lot of times um, in these around these buskers, when you see a crowd growing, there's a reason. Because we know, we can identify as people, we can identify talent. We can identify like that person is good. Um, the looks part's only going to get you so far in life. Uh, a lot of people will stop and admire, so, oh yeah, wow, that's a pretty person. That's a pretty girl. Um, and then stand there and listen, and then they're going to walk away. But it's the talent that brings you in, it, regardless um, the The looks part of it is certainly for the signing part, for your marketability. Uh, a lot of times, you see that come into play in the music scene. But we're not going to talk about that. I, I wanted to mention that just quickly because there are people that I know that say, "Ah, man, well, if you don't have the looks, you are not going to make it." I don't believe that. I believe if you close your eyes, and that's what I, I think it's called. Is it called? Is it called The Voice? I, I don't know what the show is, where they all don't face the singer. They're all the chairs are all looking in another way. And then, if they like you, hit boom. They hit the button, and then that's that all comes second, and that's how it should be. And so, when you're really good at something, people will identify that. They're they're almost captivated by it, whatever it might be. If if someone's painting, uh, whatever they're creating, if there's something somebody's doing a job, and you are like, they're doing that very very well. You can tell, and I. I to throw a different thing, you know, throw different examples in here would be kind of redundant. But uh, in your head, you're going to be thinking, oh, yeah, like this person or that person. And I don't want to rain on that. I don't want to interfere with that. Um, You've seen successful people. You've seen people that you admire. And why is that? Because what they do, they might do something that's very good. So how do you get very, very good at something? Uh, To me, um, it all starts when I'll look at this word, and I'm going to put a number one here against the word passion, because I believe passion is is what drives it all. Um, things that I have passion for, this podcast, sitting here talking to you, I do it often, but I'm at a level. And and how do I get this to a certain, a higher level? Well, I'll check how much I'm going to go through my words, right? How much love I have for it? I got that going. It's going to get a little check mark there and my drive is consistent. I I think about it all the time. It's all all I want to do. I'm going to give myself a check mark. Am I committed? I think I am, I've been doing it for five years. It's a great hobby, and there's a level of commitment there, but I will say this about that. Um, Could my commitment even be more We'll leave that sitting there, and I'm going to have a question mark. So I have the word commitment with an arrow going to the right and the word more with a question mark. Am I driven? I am driven. Again, I think that kind of goes with my passion and my love, and I think about it all the time. But could I increase my turbo boost a bit and drive a little bit faster or further? Again, I will put the arrow to the right and the word more with a question mark. Am I obsessed by it? I think I am, uh, but to a level of sanity as well. Um, whereas it's not everything to me, and maybe, maybe that's the key. I'll put a question mark next to obsessed because maybe that's the the difference between somebody who uh, who who has made it and somebody who hasn't. Now I don't I won't say that in regards to podcast, but maybe musically or sports we can you know say that as well. I knew a guy and I'll story. I'll put a story time right here. Uh, I knew a guy was a high school athlete, very good athlete, had the height. Uh, you know, it was a athletic. Uh, I think he was six six. He was a quarterback for a high school, dominated, right? Which um, I think with skill. And then physical attributes to be able to perform it. That kind of worked in his favor big time. And then everybody uh, got excited when he was about to graduate high school because the, the Division I college football team started visiting his house. And my sister lived right across the street from this guy. And you had every everybody from uh, Joe Paterno from Penn State, to all kinds of different coaches coming into this little town in Ridley uh, to see this guy and speak to him. And Really a great kid, too. And everybody got blown away when he went to college for basketball. And they're like, what? And maybe the writing was on the on the wall when my brother-in-law said he was driving by the courts uh, after the senior prom. And there this kid was practicing. And that's kind of like maybe obsession, isn't it? And you can say love, passion, drive, commitment, driven, desire, fire. All that kind of goes there. And so he went to college for basketball. I believe he played two years of basketball. And then he played football, I believe, his last two years, if I'm not mistaken. There's a big question mark there. But I know this much. He was drafted by Kansas City Chiefs. And he was the backup quarterback for Joe Montana. And his buddy, who he played high school football with, was his center. And also got drafted by Kansas City. And that's cool. How does that happen? Love, passion, drive, commitment, driven. Again, I'll have that there twice. Obsession, desire, fire, fire, hunger for knowledge, willing to take criticism and advice, practice. What makes somebody get to that level? For this kid, I think all of those things, you could check the box. Uh, some of the best, best guitarists <clears throat> excuse me, I know would often say, "If this guy would only practice, he just has it. He's just got the talent. And then what happens, say you do practice, and you're satisfied. You get to that level, and you're like, I'm good. And you never really achieved stardom or uh, you know what we often think as success, the financial rewards, the material, material rewards, excuse me. But everybody knows this person's fantastic. I know, I know a guitarist right now that's going through that. Probably the best guitarist I've ever seen in, this, in the tri-state area. Just incredible. And he's just at a level. Now, he's also young, so who knows what's going to happen in the future. Will he be a, a studio musician? Will he go on tour and get picked up by somebody? I could see any of that, that happening. Maybe he wants to be a teacher or something. I don't know. But how do we get to that point and what is that point? what is that destination? do we even know it? we're just talking about how to succeed at something. and i'm just interjecting different types of possibilities here. podcasting, i didn't really go into, but how about musicianship or an athlete? a buddy of mine, uh he's a really great guy. i met him in uh well, i actually met him when i was coaching a hockey team. He was a contact that I made from tons of phone calls. I end up, ta- up talking to this guy, and he was a gre- very good friends with the Gretzky family. He had introduced me to them, and uh, I brought my hockey team up there. We met Walter. Uh, it was nice. They really opened up their house to us. And um, <clears throat> excuse me, one of his buddies uh, is a was it you know kid in the street? And like a lot up there, a lot of these kids they make it. Like, they, it's not uncommon for somebody from their town to, you know, three or four or five players, you know, make it to the NHL. They're doing it all the time. But I think, let's just talk about that aspect. Size matters. You know, you got to have the physical attributes for that. Uh, the The toughness. The skill. I'm going to also throw in there, even though it's size and toughness, physical ability. Now you might say, well, it's all the same thing. I don't believe so. Um, What happens is there's a certain level that you have to rise up to uh, in professional play. That level is above and beyond what most people can endure. It's it's at the top of your league when it comes to strength, agility, speed, hand-eye coordination, And that kind of segues into ability as well. And that comes from love, passion, drive, commitment, driven, you know, again, I got to get this other, let's get this out of here, this other drive, obsession, desire, fire, hunger for knowledge to get better, willing to take criticism and advice to practice, to succeed and fail and embrace it still. So let's take hockey, for instance. What if you got a, f- a five foot five guy and who wants to play NHL hockey? I would not say no. Right? There are players that are shorter, but what do they make up in size? They make up in speed and agility. Martin Saint Louis was one of them, one of the best hockey players I've ever seen. I think when I saw him, he played for Saint Louis, or or was it Columbus? I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Again, you know, these are I'm winging some of these names. So I don't have the information right in front of me, but um, there's a guy who made it, Spud Webb for the NBA. You know what is he? Five six, five five, five seven, something like I don't know, but there he is playing against skyscrapers. He made it. And again, why and how? I think take away the size part, the toughness, the skill, the physical ability, and then the overall physical conditioning. That was all the equalizer. I used to tell my kids when I used to coach them, listen, man, not all of you are going to be these prolific goal scorers out there and stick handlers and, you know, shooters and stuff. You got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, what do I got? I mean, you paid to play hockey. You made the team. What are you going to do? What can you do? You got to assess yourself and say, what are my attributes? It's easy to say, what are not my attributes? What are my faults? But, like, in life, what are your attributes? What are you good at? And so each and every kid, I had them write down on a card, and they they probably just thought, man, what a pain in the butt this is. But I was trying to introduce these players to themselves. It was much more than hockey. It was about life. And so I would say to these kids, these young men, listen, what are your strengths? What can you give us here on this team? And we can utilize and become a better team. And I, and I would talk to each and everyone. I broke it down. I, I believe I had a conversation with all of them. Uh, what's your skill, man? What, do you, what can you do? And a lot of them were like, look, I can hustle. And I'm strong. I said, can you get to a puck handler, if you're on the ice, can you get to that person within, t- say, two seconds or a second and just get in his way? I mean, that's not interference when you got the puck, right? But if someone comes near you and they got the puck, can you move your feet fast enough to either run sideways on your skates or whatever, use the edge of your blade to move? Can you get there from point A to B quickly? Because if you can, we could use you, and that's your skill. Just get into play. Just interrupt the flow of the game. Use your stick. Dislodge the puck. Think simple right? Don't overcomplicate the game. If you're in the right area if you're in the right position and you're not standing still, you got yourself in the game. And they'd be like, yeah. And I remember another kid, I mean, he's just like, I'm pretty good at checking. I said, well, then lay somebody out, man, when they're near you. They got the puck. Hit them. Not hurt. I don't mean by laying them out like hurt them. Hit them. It's a contact sport. And then I'd have my uh, my better players. I'm like, listen, don't worry about the conventional game of hockey where you're passing the puck and stuff. We all, We don't have a lot of skill, even that people can receive the puck very well. If you can take it, then go. You have the green light. Go end to end. I don't care. As long as you got a shot, if you don't have the shot, if everybody's being drawn to you, lightly throw it in the middle. Because we're trained to go down the slot and look for the rebound. Or look for the puck. Smart hockey, using your head. And I think I can say that we were pretty successful for a first year team, still just about 500, at going against kids that are club players like their entire lives. What can you do in your life to utilize the skills that you have to apply those skills towards something that you want to achieve? And that's what we're talking about right here. And so, uh, Looking back at the basketball player kid, he had everything going for him. The size, the physical toughness. He was working on his skill, and you're going to get your skill when you make the higher-level teams. They have the higher-level coaching, and then you will adjust your, your faults at that point. He had the physical ability, and most importantly, I think he had the love, the passion, the commitment, the drive, the obsession, the desire, and the fire to make it. And that sticks out even in your personality, in your maturity level, when you're going to a higher level. People see that. People embrace that, and people are willing to give you a chance. So, same for music. It's practice. I know a buddy, uh, Bob, he's a guitarist. And he was a guitarist for the Beatles band. Every time I talked to him, what are you up to, man? Ah, just practicing, man. But when you heard him, you're like, dude, don't need no practice. I mean, he's already been on the warp Tour. You know, he's an incredible guitarist, but he's practicing. Now, what does he want to uh, achieve? What is a success meaning in his head? I didn't ask him that, but I would think it would be for him to be the best that he can be. And so let's keep it maybe more realistic and not talk about fame and fortune. Let's just talk about success in your life. What is success? Again, I'm a big fan of this piece of paper with this pen in my hand, but we'll do me. What is success to me? Well, as a parent, how about as a person, right? I'm going to write down person and then them two little dots, one over top of each other. I forget what they're called. As a person, what's a success to me? Being a successful person to me is being empathetic, being understanding, being kind, considerate. Yole, where are you? There you go. Uh, Being mindful. could stop it there because i believe i am empathetic understanding kind considerate couldn't read my handwriting there for a moment thoughtful mindful and we're not all that way 24 7 but i try to do that is this person i'm speaking about right now as earlier you know am i the same person as i was earlier no not even close who was I earlier? Angry. Frustrated. Pissed off. Same as angry. But I'm just stream of consciousness words. Uh disappointed. Um, lack of confidence. awkward. You could say socially awkward, maybe. So um, Let's look back at that. Angry, frustrated, pissed off, disappointed, lack of confidence, awkward. And I'm going to give that from, let's say, 10 years old to 17. Uh, eight, we'll call it 18. Can we go further than that? All right. Just to be safe, I'll go to 19 years old. So 10 to 19 years old. That's a good nine years what changes? So you take chances in life. You uh, change what you're not happy with. Why was I angry? I don't know. When you got to shop in the Husky section, it's yours, It makes you angry. <laughs> I was a little chunky. It's probably part of my anger. Excuse me. Couldn't leave the kitchen table without eating the portions that my mom put out. That portion was good for five people pissed off i don't know man maybe you you sit back and you're looking at other people in the world and you're like man why can't i be more like them who hasn't done that you might not come you might not agree and and admit that you have done that in life you have dude's getting all the girls man i'm pissed off what am i invisible pissed off i'm disappointed in myself that goes right to lack of confidence feeling awkward because you're shopping in the husky section at Sears. What changes? What changes is let's just and again we got when we went from 10 to 19 on that, right? 10 to 19. Well, 19 and up, let's call 19 to I'm gonna say it nineteen to thirty. What happens? Your life changes. You start realizing that. You need to be your best friend. You need to be more of a friend to yourself than you've been. It's easy to sit back and look at our faults, right? Look in the mirror, you know, oh man, I got acne. When's that going to go away? Who knows? You know, but are you, gosh, the little bugs that come from dirt, from you yeah, have new plants? You know what I'm talking about? I got to get me some neem spray or whatever that's called. So, what happens? How do you change? Well, first, first of all, you gotta accept yourself for who you are, right? We are all unique. We are all individuals, and then, and you have to get to the point where, like, you know what? Screw it, I am who I am, man. And if people don't like that, that screw them too. And I don't mean to be angry by that, and I don't mean to be disrespectful or unchristian like. I'm being real. You you cannot please everyone, man. You gotta please yourself. And be the best you that you can be. If you're not happy with your physical shape and looks, well, what can you do about that? Remember the old joke, I might be fat, but you're ugly. (laughs) (laughs) I can lose weight, but what can you do? No, that's not nice. But what can you do for yourself to help yourself feel better about yourself? So let's take it that 19 to 30 years old. What did I do? I I became a workout monster. I uh, started caring about what I was eating. I started doing what I wanted to do and focused on what I wanted to do. I didn't get all... Here's the thing too, folks, and and we can talk about this, guys especially. I always, always boxed above my weight. (laughs) I always boxed above my weight. I punched above my weight, however you want to say that in regards to ladies. Well, that's, that's what I liked. And there's a lot of rejection there, but guess what? If it's all about looks for them, too, well, then you don't deserve to be with them. That's not the kind of person you want to be with anyway. I had good taste. I mean, I knew what I loved. And I went for it. And you know when you go for that, and you're back in your ten to nine. Or let's go. I can't even say ten to nineteen. I if it was ten to fifteen, would probably be more accurate. Your awkward ages when you're angry and you're frustrated and you're pissed off and disappointed and lack of confidence is going on. You're feeling awkward and you're shopping in the husky section at Sears. You could see the little Winnie the Pooh characters on different clothes. A couple of aisles over. It makes you not think good of yourself. And even then. I'm going for the beautiful girl at the pool with the black bikini. You know who you are. You listen, (laughs) but didn't I take it to my prom? Yes, I did. (laughs) You got to live your life. You got to embrace who you are, man. say, okay. Well, maybe hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll grow out of this body and grow into something different. Uh, you know what and what else what makes you uh, all that angry and frustrated and pissed off and disappointed and lack of confidence and awkward in those early years 10 to say 15 16 17 years old well there's also a lot happening in life maybe there's a lot going on in your house maybe there's a lot of conflict and stress and anxiety and other problems and you're maybe you're eating maybe you're feeling that anxiety maybe life events happened in your life and it just that's also wearing down on you it happens and so you come to this point maybe later in your teens, your early 20s, where you're like, hey, man, guess what? It's a one-shot deal here. I'm going to be me. I'm going to embrace myself. i got to become good friends with this dude looking back at me in the mirror here because uh, he's going to be l- with me for a long, long time, and that's me, myself, and I. And so what I started doing was building my own confidence. That started with, for me, physical ability. And biking and running and hitting a heavy bag and working out a bit and going to the gym. And then I had a job. Every job I've had was outside in the weather, physical straining. And so you have to, again, most importantly, gotta be friends with yourself, right? And once you do that, you're like, dude, you got this, man. You got it. You, you see what I did there? Instead of, you'll never make it, we're doomed. We're doomed, you'll never make it. Glum from Gulliver and the Little People. Gulliver's Travels, right? Glum. We're doomed. Instead of hearing that, say, you got this, dude. You got this. Keep try- So what? You failed. What are you, a wuss? Get your ass up and try again. Nobody's perfect. The only person that's perfect is God. Get up. Do it again. I'll I'll take this back to playing hockey. I remember when I first put the skates on. It was a crap show. I could barely stand. I'm like, I'm never going to make this. It's not going to happen. People flying past me. I mean, when I was a kid, all we had is figure skates. I had my sister's figure skates that are white. I took black shoe dye, man, and tried to blacken them out. So, I wouldn't get laughed at. It. But I'm still out there trying on the lake, on the pond, on the falls, the Muckin' Upades Creek. You know where I'm talking about, you ball growth people. Over at basketball courts, you do what you can and you keep working at it and you keep trying and you keep practicing. You save up your money, maybe you get better skates and you keep going. And then a, a product came out um, rollerblades. You didn't need ice. You can practice the same muscles as you would on ice. And I bought a pair of them, and people are looking, what the heck is that doing? What is this guy doing? What are those things? I didn't give a crap. Move out of my way. I'll run you over. And I'd rollerblade everywhere. And that really, really was a change maker. And so you work at it, right? And suddenly, my body's settling in. I'm eating right because now I'm, you know, taking care of myself. I'm making my own foods, making my own portions, and you're settling out. And meanwhile, you're still dating. You're still meeting women, and by that time, I'm with somebody. And uh, I remember bringing her to one of my first hockey games, and I, I, was, I, was, I sucked, okay? I sucked. There's guys out there that played professional hockey that were playing against or on my team, and they hated it because they'd call themselves helicopters, right? They're on a, they're a center of a, of a, of a line and they have no wings, no wingers, <laughs> the helicopter lines. And I'm on one of the, I'm a winger for one of those guys. And I hear him say it all the time. He's saying it right to your face. What are you going to say? What are you going to fight him? He's right. We sucked. And what do you say? I didn't say nothing, but what I did was, I took that wood that he's throwing my way and I stoked that fire man. Keep bringing it, dude. I will make you eat your words and that takes time. Can't do it next shift cuz you still don't have the skill. You still don't have the physical ability. And so what do you do? Oh, in fact, I remember looking up at my now wife and just like shrugging my shoulders and she went to the old shrugging her shoulders with her hands out like, "Well, what are you going to do?" And she just shook her head. Like, what are you gonna do? You wanted this. We were just dating back then. And I said, "Yep. Yeah, you know what? I'll take the I'll take the butt kicking. I'll take the humility. I'll take the embarrassment. I'll take people talking about me right to my face, dude. You suck. Why are you even in this league? Keep bringing it. Because there's a time in life where you just shut up, because people are right." Not always, but they were right on about it this time. And this guy was just frustrated because he's out there trying to play hockey by himself. <laughs> he had no help. I don't blame him. So what do you do in that? Off season, even even between weeks, you go running. You work on strength training. You get to the rink, you practice skating, you get on your rollerblades, you get on your bike, you're logging 100, 200 miles a week. And by the way, you have a job that you're a mailman and you're walking 10 to 20 miles a day. And you're eating right. And suddenly your body starts responding. The next year, much better player. The following year, a much, much better player. Never to the skill level of some of these other guys, because You know, it just wasn't meant to be, but your love, passion, commitment, drive, obsession, desire, and fire, your hunger to learn, your willingness to take that criticism and advice and that practice makes you better. So what is success in hockey meant to me? I knew I was never going anywhere. I was very average player, but I loved that game. And I just, in my head to answer what is success to me? The success was to be able to go out there and enjoy the game that I loved so much and still love so much, to go out there and play it and just play and concentrate on having fun and not thinking about left skate, right skate, you know, uh, stop this way, stop that way, crossovers. You don't think about. That all goes away. All the fundamentals go away. Then when you're at that a certain level where you're going out and having fun, you're just playing. You're not thinking about all the little things that just even it took to get you there to just to play the game and have fun. You got me? Now, all that work just to go out and hang with my friends and to be able to be a competitive player and have fun in amateur hockey. That was a success to me. And what was a success to me in regards to coaching? To going out, and I'm telling you, you, you know, the management of the league, of, the, of our of our organization, the parents, they didn't get it, and I don't care if they didn't get it. I was there coaching, yes, of course, to coach hockey and to let us with what I was dealt with to deal with great kids that I had to have them go through that checklist that we just went through and believe in themselves and come to a point where like, hey, I just need these kids to go out and be competitive and be able to hang physically, not being sucking, you know, sucking wind in the corner after three shifts to be at a physical ability where they can just go out and enjoy this game that I love so much that I know they'll love it, too, even better when they can just play it and not think about it and not worry about it and not be suffering and physically trying to play the game and trying to catch up. There's nothing better than when you are feeling really good and you're playing a sport that you love and you're not really worried about being fatigued or anything like that and that mental... Drain that happens when you're fatigued. it takes everything away. You can't see clearly. It takes the clarity away from what you're doing and the enjoyment. But when you just raise your physical level to a sport, you know to play a sport, and then you just go out and play that sport and you're the best physical shape you can possibly be, the enjoyment that you get from that is tenfold. So to go back to answer my question about how do you coach against uh, teams that are loaded with club players? If you got a, I will take a team that everybody's in perfect, not perfect, but great physical shape as opposed to an average playing, a uh, skilled club team. I would, I would take that bet all day. Give me that team because I'll convince my players to go out and get in, or, in you know, into the play and get in and muck it up and get into the mix and confuse that play, that smooth flow play that those club players are going to do. I have a great time doing. It. See, that's a challenge to me. I embrace that. It's easy to be a coach and coach a club team. Because there's only so much coaching that you can do at that level. Well, we're going to do it 2-1-2 two, two this time. Or we're going to play the trap, or we're going to do... Listen, man, it's a game. When you drop the puck it's a game. Get open. Make sure you got a clear pla- passing lane. Anticipate where the player is going to be. You anticipate where the puck's going to be. Where's the action going to happen? If someone takes a shot, what's going to happen at that point? One of two things, the, he's going to, well, one of three things, the goalie's going to hold the puck, the goalie's going to give up a rebound, or it's going to go to the left or the right. What, where where you want to be? You want to be at the goalie. You want to get the trash goal. It's not complicated. It's the same thing in life. What do you want to be? What do you want to do? To me, to be a success at ice hockey, I was there because I got to the point where I could go and eventually even play on a club team up in Canada. The Burford (laughs) screaming memes out out of Burford, Ontario. (laughs) What a great time. That was my dream. I'm playing against guys that played junior hockey, some professional hockey players. The best in Canada. And I probably was the worst player there. I don't care. I was there. I was out there playing. And it was great. That's a success to me in regards to hockey. How about podcasting? Podcasting. How about podcasting? What's a success to me in podcasting? Are you listening right now to this? Bam, success. I remember talking to my wife and she's like, well, what are you looking to do? Like, what are you you looking to achieve with this? I said, hon, if I can get one listener, who would that be? She's looking at me. Poor girl. She should get a medal, honestly, God. We just had an anniversary not long ago. She should get a medal for dealing with me. I come up with the craziest antics. I get into some of the craziest situations. Listen, and I told her a long time ago, you know, like you want adventure, you want comedy, you come to the right guy. You know, of course, it's, it's it's deeper than that. It's love. It's 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 somebody wanting to be with you, and you don't have to beg them to. Right? <laughs> it, that's me. It's who I am. Every day is an exciting journey. Where are we going? What are we doing? What are we going to achieve? Today, we're talking about how to succeed at something, how to achieve at something. But again, I want you to always keep in your head: success and achievement is subjective. What does it mean to you? Maybe may mean something totally different to me. And that's why I'm sharing this. Back to the podcast. What do I want to achieve? I would love to have somebody listening. I remember first starting this. If I get one listener, someone's like, you are got to get more than one. Like, I'm like, okay, if I can get 10 listeners, would that be enough? And that's somebody said that. Question. When is it enough? And I answered that by saying, when it is. And they're like, w- wait a minute. Don't answer the question with a question. What do you mean? What do you mean? We had a teacher used to say that. What do you mean? Oh my God, my brain's everywhere. When's enough enough? When's enough enough for me with the podcast? I'm going to do this for the rest of my life until I'm a dead man, right? Until I croak. And even then, maybe I'll ring up a speaker where I'll, it goes off when I'm in the coffin. Hello up there. I I can't see in here. It's dark. I need some air. Feed me. Feed me. I don't know. When's enough enough? I, I, I feel this love. Back to the list. This passion, this commitment, this drive, this obsession, a desire, a fire, a hunger for knowledge a willingness to take criticism and advice. And each show I do, I see as practice. It's that list again. What are my skills? People say I could talk to a wall and make it interesting. (laughs) I love talking. I love communicating with people. I love that we're sitting here right now, me, me, in my chair, at my desk that I love, and you on the other side of it. I'm talking to you. Or even though you're not saying nothing back, I'm talking to you. You're a friend, a family member, loved one, a person that I just met, someone across the world, and we're talking about passion, about succeeding at something and achieving something. And that's what we're doing. And if you can appreciate that, I really appreciate just sitting here talking to you. I made a comment this morning about the on Finding Subjects Facebook page about the likes and the shares and the uh, comments on Facebook and public uh, social media and how much that means to us. Because that's the response. That's your ability to respond back to us. Otherwise, it's me talking to this microphone staring at this empty chair. And I don't know if you're getting it. And I don't know if you like it. Or I don't know if it's helpful. Where do I see or where do I want the podcast to go? Just to have consistent numbers, consistently having people listen. That's a success for me. That is uh, an achievement for me. I'm a little kid from a very blue-collar neighborhood. Uh, My parents, hard-working First generation Americans. Their parents, immigrants from Italy and Ireland. There's no money that we come from. My father was a hard working blue collar man. I was a hard working blue collar man. My mother was a housewife, a very hard working housewife. My grandparents on both sides, hard, very, very hard working immigrants to here to the United States. My grandfather on my father's side didn't speak maybe five words of English, as same with his wife, my mother, my grandmother. And my grandmother on the other side, I believe seamstress, if you want to call that. Uh, again, uh, these are hardworking people. And that's where I come from. I don't have the silver spoon. Never had the silver spoon. You work for what you want I don't even see this as a, as a job because it's not my job. It's my hobby. I do this because I have this, back to the list, this love, passion, commitment, drive, obsession, desire, fire to talk to you. I can't even explain that. I can't explain it. I go to bed thinking about talking to you. I wake up thinking about talking to you. All during the day I wake up wanting to talk to you. And what I want to... uh convey to you is, remember about the my now person, is to be empathetic, to be understanding, to be kind, to be considerate, to be thoughtful, to be mindful, like I am in the now person. And don't be the angry, frustrated, pissed off, disappointed, lack of confidence, awkward kid that had the shop at the Husky section. It's his. And I want to add to my now person another word. So we got empathetic, understanding, kind, considerate, thoughtful, mindful, and probably the most re- important word that I want to end this with. And we'll continue about this these, uh, these life coaching uh, personal mantras to, to better ourselves and to give us better understanding on how to better, be better people. The last word that I am going to include in my person who I am now. And what I work on each and every day to be a successful me is this word respectful. Can you imagine the problems that would go away in this world if we all were indeed respectful and kind to each other? But most importantly, respectful. What I see when I sit back and see the things that are happening in the world right now. I'll tell you, it makes me extremely angry, also sad. War and conflict and suffering and hunger. If we all had more empathy and understanding and kindness and consideration and thoughtfulness and mindfulness and most importantly, respectfulness to each other, so much of that would go away. But this is the world, the real world that we live in. We don't have that. However, that doesn't mean this is a futile attempt for me to influence you to be that way. It's not. We can only be empathetic, understanding, kind, considerate, thoughtful, mindful, and respectful if we ditch our own personal anger, frustration, pissed offness, if that's a word, disappointment, lack of confidence, awkwardness. And maybe even shopping in the Husky section. (laughs) You got me? And what is this? What has this morphed into? Here it is. Bringing it home. Bring it home. You got to surrender the person that you were in order to be the person you're meant to be. I don't know where you are in your faith. If I said I don't know where you are in your religion, that might mean something different to you. I'm not a religious person whatsoever. I am extremely faith-based. I'm a Christian. You may be a Muslim, a Hindu, a Buddhist. uh, Whatever you are, it does not matter. I I firmly believe all our religions are somewhat. Excuse me, all our faiths are somewhat intertwined. And I would—I mean, I feel it's safe to say this. If your religion, your faith is not based on empathy and understanding and kindness and consideration and thoughtfulness and mindfulness and respectfulness and love, I would question any faith that doesn't embrace all of those. That's all I got today. Pretty heavy. But it's about self-improvement. It's about being the best person and best people that we can be. And just like making the hockey team, just like turning a into a professional football player, an excellent professional musician, or just an okay hockey player that can go out there and play and hang with the boys and the girls. If you are a woman, um, uh, to, to sit there and walk through the mall and you see a piano and to just be able to sit down and play a tune? To be able to pick up a guitar and sing something and be okay at it? To me, that's a success. There are different degrees of success. Again, it is all subjective. But you got to be, if you got to go back to the beginning, you really got to be able to like yourself and you got to be able to like that person looking back at you in the mirror because we are stuck with each other that way. I hope I hope and pray man that this meant something to you. I've been watching the show the series The Chosen. And it's been very inspirational for me. Very inspirational to me. I like it because you're you're seeing the human aspects of these Characters from the Bible. Uh, It's very interesting. You're seeing their like little jokes and how they might react to something. We don't know that for a fact, you know. Like how they, you know, some of that is subjective, right? Some of that is uh, um, implied. Of course, people are going to be that way. I love seeing that Jesus okay with making a joke, and laughing. That shows the human side, which I think lacked in many. Many adaptations of uh, different stories of the Bible back in the past. I really like this show. Even if you're not a Christian, I'd still check it out. Because the underlying message there with Jesus is empathy, understanding, kindness, consideration, thoughtfulness, mindfulness, respect, and love towards all mankind. See what I did there? (laughs) listen, I just want to thank you for listening here. I really thank you for this time that you spent with me. Uh, Bink and Bob and myself will be back together. Hopefully we're recording this week. Um, But this is what I want to start adding in here, Um, just helping us be better people. I hope you like this, man. Um, And and if you do, if you know somebody that can listen to this and they might, you know, get something from it, please share it. The likes, the shares, the comments. Again, we're going against the biggest in the business, man. Multi-billion dollar companies, corporations that uh, they pay writers. Teams of writers, 10, 15, 20 writers. One successful, your top list. Go through your podcast, You'll about your top 30, 40. They're backed by big corporations, some of them. So it's tough to be the underdog and uh, get people to listen. So together, I think this is an honorable cause an honorable mission to remind us that we are all alike. And the last time, if we were all empathetic, understanding, kind, considerate, thoughtful, mindful, respectful, and loving towards each other, and it all starts with each one of us, how much the world could change, is that not an honorable goal? That's my goal here. It's not about money. It's not about Material wealth. It's my mission. Just to try to remind each other that uh, we control our own worlds in that way. And our mindsets could be contagious towards others. And how cool would that be? For finding subjects, I'm Tony. (laughs) I've been eating well too. Maybe my blood sugars are balanced. That's why uh, I'm feeling so good today. I've been doing this glycemic load and glycemic index diet type of thing where I just look at the foods and uh, I don't want my blood sugar spiking and going all wacky, wacky. I got blood work coming up in two months that is extremely important. I don't want to be diabetic. I don't want to have to go on the medicine like that. So I'm doing everything I can to work at that. But one is this uh, glycemic index, glycemic load, uh, being very aware of that and not eating foods that will spike that type of stuff. I'm telling you something there's something happening here what it is ain't exactly clear it's good stuff feeling good listen to me you can hear it (laughs) all right man hey love you man thank you so much for being here god bless you all thank you a big virtual hug to the world and uh can't wait to talk to you again soon this is tony and you have been listening to finding subjects podcast hey Come check us out at the Facebook page and say hello. And uh, there are times when Bob and Bink and myself are doing our episodes. That's on Spotify. If you really want to get a cool vibe for what we do in regards to the music and you can play along with us when we do guest the lyrics and stuff like that, go to Spotify.com, open a free account. That's right, F-R-E-E. And follow us there. And so you know, subscribe there. It's all free. Everything's free. And uh, you'll get a big kick out of what we do. That's it. I'm going to go. Uh, I Already, I don't want to go, but uh, I'll have to go. You take care, and I will talk to you soon. Peace. See ya. And a little special something-something for you. You know how I told you I love my desk earlier on? Well, I decided to write a song about my desk. It's called The Desk. And uh, I'm going to do some crazy songs every once in a while because I like it, and it's fun. I hope you enjoy this. The Desk by me. See ya. They will tell you they love their desk. Everybody loves their desk. If you love your desk? I love my desk. Everybody loves their desk for you. But what I love my desk do for your desk.